welcome back to Local Love on KCI in Irvine. I'm your host Kenzie, and today we'll be talking with Aiden Starbird, the creator and director of the short film The Bitter Confection in A Silent Confession. Today we'll be learning about the process behind his short film, the challenges and accomplishments of being a director, what it was like recruiting and working with a crew, and the resources that were used in order to obtain the skills needed for the short film. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the interview. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Hi, welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Welcome, Aiden. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think that what you've produced um, is honestly like a really big achievement. Not everyone produces their own independent film every day. I blush, but it wasn't. That was like a long time for that, like ten minute little bit. It wasn't. It was like too long for a short. But yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Me trying to be in a film and media student, um, still, like, I feel like just any amount of film that's produced is very impressive to me because I haven't even done it yet. So just, like, being able to not only see that come together um, on your part, but also being a part of it was really, really fun. And I'm really glad that it's finally, like, hit that final stages where it's it's almost out, right? Oh, yeah. It was supposed to premiere in March, and then, you know, the whole big stay in stuff happened right so now it's on my hard drive but you got it it's a finished product on your hard drive yeah it's there (laughs) it exists that's crazy and like can i ask like where we can expect to actually see it once like everything's ready and everyone's being able to come out of quarantine i mean i have no problem posting it like you know on the internet right it'll be it'll be out there if anyone wants to you know you think you'll do something like vimeo or something like yeah yeah vimeo Yeah. yeah No, yeah, that's a definitely a really great platform for that. Um, a lot of really wonderful films I've actually seen through that. So just being able to access that through that would actually be wonderful. Um, and I was just wondering too, like when when you were making this film, just starting from the very beginning, um, what actually inspired you to make this film? Um, it was kind of a backwards thing. It started with the camera. Because I, uh, I, I bought a 16 millimeter camera and I thought it wouldn't be hard to shoot stuff on 16 millimeter. And that was, that was where I was going with it. And then I didn't end up using the camera because, you know, it's like 200 bucks per minute of film. <laughs> so I went down that rabbit hole. And then I was like, yeah, I can just, you know, not do that. The, the film itself, I guess, is based off a lot of, like, there was, from, like, the 60s to the 70s, there was a good old, like, unspoken genre of like women who may or may not be crazy you know there was a carnival Mm -hmm. of souls and there was like let's scare jessica to death and then there was like images you know the whole bunch giallo films phenomena did it and i reversed the rule and it wasn't intentional but in hindsight i think it was a good thing because like women are crazy might not be a good theme to like right yeah updated a little bit (laughs) so i gender bended that and kind of made one of those well, that's really cool. And I know that when you like were just talking to me to like about a year ago about the ideas, it just seemed like 
really, really amazing. And it just seemed like the imagery that you were going to be putting into this film was at least something that I've never seen out of a short film, especially a student short film. And I was wondering, like, is that something that you could say sets your film apart from other films right now? Like the visuals kind of came before the plot, you know, because we pulled off the whole red dress carpet thing. You were there throughout the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, when you actually see it too, you weren't there for that day, but we actually got a long red dress. So really? it like blended with the carpet. Yeah. So the, none of that was an illusion. We actually like faked that. Uh, so yeah, the visuals came first. And I think like, I think what it is, is like, there's a lot of kiddos out there that are technically way better than I am, right? They can shoot, you know, like, like, I have no technical skills. I don't go to film school or what have you, right? But, like, I just watch a lot of movies. So I just pull from, you know, quite a bunch. Like, I was on a Jordawarski kick when it came out with that whole desert thing. Because, you know, like, Holy Mountain or El Topo all have big kind of set pieces like that. But you're right in the sense you don't really see that in a short film. But I think there's a reason for that. Like, it's maybe not right. worth the effort for a 10-minute little bit. But it turned out pretty cool. I think so, too. And also, I was just, I was going to ask too, because I know you do a lot of PA gigs as well. So I was wondering, like, were you able to gain a sense of how to make this film through your PA jobs? Were you able to pick up any skills from those types of sets? Well, everything came from my PA and set design work. Like, everything. Uh, One, just the technical, just saying stuff, you know, just working a set, how that works, just by watching and seeing how that works. And as you know, like, it got bigger like you were there for the first day and then we had a crew so like yeah. it got bigger each time we were shooting because like I also just got a bigger crew that way because like wait I have all these people that owe me favors I'm just gonna throw them on this <laughs> film so there was both and so like by the end of it like I with with people that also knew what they were gonna knew what they were doing so I didn't have to you know I mean the first set was kind of wild because I had a few PA gigs but not a lot and as you know we're shooting because we shot this over the course of a year I think I got better at better delegating work to different people right and getting people that were you know specialized in different things you know I had a full crew by the end of it which was pretty great yeah and how did how did you meet your crew members because I remember you mentioning like a couple of like how you got to know the actors and like a couple of the people like the cameraman and so I was just wondering like if you would be able to talk a little about that yeah, yeah, and this is, like, if anyone, <laughs> I'm giving advice, it's so funny, this is just, uh, <laughs> like, but for, for anyone who wants to, like, if anyone's, this is my experience, like, if you're, like, at a stable home in LA, and you don't need to, like, work for meals, like, it's so easy to find people, and it's so easy to find PA gigs, because everyone's shooting things here, you know, you don't have, to have any skill, you're just, like, hey, and you, like, if you mention you're a free PA, even though they're not paying you regardless, the, the word free gives them, you know, the extra bit of dopamine, and, you know, they just <laughs> throw you on a set. And so that's basically, you know, that was strategy. That was just basically how I got people. I would just work, you know, 16-hour days and just be like, I know you. And I would wear, like, my most obscure T-shirts for, like, my favorite films. So, like, that one guy who would know that shirt, I'm like, oh, you're on my next set. You know <laughs> it's like, I mean? hey, guess what? You just got roped in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my producer, that's how I got, he's the guy who put me on my first feature. And I just got him because I was wearing a, a Giallo shirt, a Dario Argento film shirt. And he just recognized the shirt, and so he's put me on sets ever since. So it's just, you know, knowing movies, knowing, you know. Just yeah, knowing the culture, kind of yeah. like. And especially, like, a, like brave, embracing the culture, um, you know, appreciating it. I feel like that actually does get you um, to a lot of really wonderful places and getting you to know a lot of people within the industry as well. 
And you were saying too a while ago, and this is actually something I took to heart because I've actually been looking as well as like, if you do want to either be a PA or like find some PAs, like the um, community colleges are always like a great place to start. The people, because I go to community college and the people there are so funny because they're very eager. Like they'll do anything, especially (laughs) just looking for PAs, but they don't network. So right. like you have to go finding them, but then they'll put the work in. And that's what I do too. But like, like I don't really network. I just kind of like wait for people to pick me out of the crowd right. <laughs> and move along. Just talking about the film in general, um, I was wondering if you could do a little bit of, you know, a summary about what your film includes and just what the ideas and storyline of your film is just, just to give an idea to the listeners of what they can expect if they want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, so, like I was saying before, there's a guy who may be crazy, but he may be not, but he may not be. (laughs) Uh, He sees things, and uh, he's in an asylum, and things happen. That's, you know, I'm not sure if there's, like, a more linear plot you can give it, and there's a desert, and there's a monster guy. There's a little guy with prosthetics on running around. And he was wonderful. That, oh, man. He was so fun to work with. Did I tell you I got him two days before we shot that? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's a funny story, actually, because long, long story. I This thing started kind of as, like, a short play. It won a contest or whatever uh, in, like, uh, theater of note, you know, a great little black box in Hollywood. And uh, a guy there was supposed to do it, and he couldn't. So he recommended someone. That guy got cold feet because, like, I was really leading him on because, like, the shoot was delayed like crazy. And so I didn't have an actor, and we're shooting, like, two days later because he just bailed, like, two days before. And I was just remembered that was a PA on a set where we had a trauma actor, who that guy was. In trauma, they do, like, the movies. Like, they're famous for their, like, right. they do Toxic Avenger, you know, things like that. That's the most famous one. Um, he also did full moon movies, like my favorite ones, like Sorority Babe, Slimeball, Bolarama, with like a jive talking gargoyle. So like he's, he's like B movies. This guy like he was in one called Poultry Geist, which was a Poltergeist uh, parody with chickens. Um, oh my god! So like yeah, <laughs> that's so I'm, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. I have it. Um, but I remember him. I just remembered him. So two days later, I just reached out. I didn't have his number or anything. I just Googled him, just found a way to contact him. He's like, I'm not sure if you remember me. I was a PA on this set. If you want to do some weird B stuff and wear prosthetics and shoot in the desert, um, you won't get paid, but <laughs> you can get a free sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and he just came. So like, no, that's great, especially yeah. when, when they are willing to help us, um, especially when, like, actors or e- even, like, the other um, – PA staff like they understand that you know they're probably not going to be paid um because again we're, we're college students making this film or yeah, at least yeah. trying to so it's really wonderful when there is that community of film lovers that just want to help you out simply because they either love acting or they just want to see a new film come out and especially if they're a part of it like that yeah, really does help us out the cast especially oh yeah like the cast was absolutely amazing yeah yeah and just seeing especially your main actor coming out and doing the scenes and him wearing like you know the the scrubs Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool um just being able to see that actually for the first time um because I've never been able to do a PA gig before that so 
just seeing that and seeing the uh, the camera angles and the camera work like finally um, taking place, it was it was kind of remarkable to me. I mean, you know, I like I think I'm just very easily impressed, but at least you know, to I me was, that was very I was, impressive. <laughs> I was taken back. I was like, well, I got these guys. They can yeah. do this. You know, the the Sertaj, uh, the DP at the time, him too. It's like he's miles ahead of me. He was just like, you know, he just knew exactly what to do. Yeah, uh, he, no, he was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just to remind the listeners that I'm talking to Aiden Starbird, the director of Bitter Confection and A Silent Confession. It is a short film coming out soon. And if you want to hear any more about schedules of KUCI, you can check out our social media handles at KUCIFM for both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find more about KUCI on our um, main website, KUCI.org. If you'd like to learn more about this interview or future guests, you can also check out the local love KUCI Instagram. Um, And once again, I'm just talking to Aiden Starbird, and we have just been covering what's gone into the film, what's inspired the film, and we are just kind of covering just kind of how coming together out of the appreciation of loving film has been very beneficial to students at work. Um, I was going to ask, too, how was that balancing a student life with this film life of yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that was a little, like, because I suppose something, like, I've worked on, you know, college thesis films, and I suppose you get to work on that. I think for me, there's a little bit of curveball thrown because I'm working on no film uh, in my school, so it was really just on the side, you know, I had a... I didn't have to cut any class for this film, but I definitely for PA films, which I guess helped PA gigs that helped, you know, get people to work on this, you know, I definitely, you know, for me, film came first. I was like, you know, these connections I know are taped as an upward trajectory, especially because I wasn't going to film school. I was like, I'm not sure where this correlates to my education, but there was a struggle with, you know, getting things together and working out my school. I think the big, I, my film, not really, it was more of a weekend warrior thing. But doing the whole escalation up the, you know, working toward, you know, doing bigger gigs definitely right. took, you know, a lot. It was like, do I write this essay or do I go to this, you know, because you're working like the least of like 16 hour days. Right. You know, and so it's like, it takes a lot out of you, a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. And were you expecting your film to take like the span of a year to make? Uh, shout out to our high school. It was my senior project initially. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to finish it by then. So I the the pre production Matthew's like slide is the senior project. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then I delayed it again because it was going to be like a backyard film. And then that summer, just the summer out of high school, unexpectedly I got all these gigs and I was meeting people. So I was like, wait this turned from a backyard film to a film I can actually get a production behind. Right. And there was a delay again. And then slowly came out. (laughs) And then it slowly finished. And then another roadblock with the whole big virus. Yeah, I know. It seems like you do, like everything that can delay your film will delay your film. Yeah, yeah. Murphy's Laws, definitely. Hopefully it'll be coming out soon. Um, Definitely we'll be watching it on my end and my family's end as well. And I was going to ask too, like, because we are, um, again, college students, we do not have a million dollar budget. So I was wondering how you adapted to making the sets or making the costumes um, 
under the restrictions of a college-based budget or simply what community resources did you use or rely on to help you make this film? Yeah, costume-wise, it was just stuff I pulled out. Equipment, I just knew people. I was just right. like, hey, you know, the guy I got to eventually, he's, he was the final uh, DP on the project. I'd worked with him before, so he, what he does for a living, for, I think, is he's a, he's a behind-the-scenes photographer. But I'd worked with him on one shoot. I've seen him, like I know him, like every, every movie I do, he's the, he's the different connections, but he's still the, he's like the go-to photographer. So he's always around set. So I know him, I knew him pretty well. And I'd worked with him uh, as a DP once. And I was like, oh, I want this guy at the end. And he just had all this equipment because that's what he does. You know, he used photography lenses. Uh, none of the equipment was mine. I had nothing at the time. <laughs> I was just like, you have something. You're going to be on my set. Right. And it's all about connections. Was, yeah, yeah. And so that, there was a lot of that going on. Um, yeah, pulling through. I mean, definitely not shooting on film. <laughs> Helped a lot with the budget. That oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that would have not been uh, economically sustainable. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, shooting on digital, you can shoot whatever you want, you know. like Yeah. No... You can shoot as much as you want. You know, all that matters is really storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, hard drives are, are what they are. You can get, like, terabyte of looking for, like, 100 bucks. But, uh, yeah, just being petty begging for items that's my contribution <laughs> to the community would you say that um pasadena media helped at all too oh my skills yeah that's where i was like actually trained in like shooting yeah yeah pasadena media is great can i shout out to them they're like oh yeah, yeah absolutely go volunteer there they'll just you know you take a few classes there and then you can go volunteer on a show there they're fun that's um, cool and like what how would you say um your skills developed there like what were you doing over in Pasadena media that has helped you with this yeah they do television production okay um and so there's a lot of correlation there's a lot of a very specific technical one is just racking focus like right. we're using uh we're using photography lenses so it's really hard to rack focus on those when you're shooting video uh but they <laughs> you know that's what you have to do there I mean they're different they have big you know television production cameras but just, you know, always framing a shot, you know, is just something you learn there because they're just, you have the director on a headset, just, you know, more headroom, less headroom, you know, just ever so slightly, you know, turn this way, maneuvering the cameras and it's all live. So just knowing what aesthetically looks, because when I watch a film, I'm really into it. You know, I have to right. like put on my like film maker hat when i watch a film in order mm -hmm. to be like what do i like like technically what do i want to replicate what do i you know but right. I, like if i'm just putting on a film i'm into it i don't think about any of that so pasadena media was really good about like really helping me looks as a whole aesthetically pleasing you know framing right. a shot just making it look right i think that that's something that i would also really want to be a part of um it just seems like it's like a very if not extremely helpful uh resource to a lot like to a lot of um, up and coming filmmakers are just wanting to explore equipment um, and getting to know that side of the filmmaking process. I know for me, like when it comes to film and media, I, if I'm entering the film industry, it's going to be as a cameraman. Um, I have no interest in making narratives. I have no, no clue why, but uh, it was very much about just uh, getting the shots and getting the angles of, of someone else's story. 
Yeah, and then pa- Pasadena Media is a great place for that. They have a, they have lighting classes. They have you know, but that's where I learned mostly how to handle the camera. That's so. amazing. And we're just gonna hear a quick message from KUCI. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. People who are older and those who have underlying medical conditions can be at increased risk for COVID-19. If you're frequently around or are a member of one of these high-risk groups, wash your hands often and disinfect your home. Make sure you have an adequate supply of regular medications and avoid large crowds. If you do have symptoms like cough and fever, call your doctor or local health department before seeking treatment. For more information, visit covid19.ca.gov. This is Patricia Haig, Earth System Science undergrad at UCI, reminding you that the global climate strike is soon here. You can be a part of the movement. On September 20th, the Irvine Climate Resilience Rally will be held at the corner of Culver Drive and Alton Parkway starting at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. represents the nearly 10 years scientists say we have left before irreversible environmental damage. Bring your friends, your family, a poster, and definitely bring your voice. For more information, visit globalclimatestrike.net or our Irvine Climate Resilience Facebook page. Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Just to remind the listeners, I'm sitting with Aiden Starbird, the director of Bitter Confection and Silent Confession. Uh, We were just talking about what has gone into the film and what's inspired the film. But I'm also going to ask, what challenges did you face when making the film? Yeah, so... Going in, you know, I thought it'd be just like a real piece of cake. I had trouble running a set and delegating things. You know, you really have to learn. And things changed because the production got bigger and bigger as each shoot, you know, progressed. So the first time it was kind of a challenge um, running, you know, I brought people in that were like friends, you know, and then Mm -hmm. I expected way too much. I was like, ah, like, so I was running around doing stuff and I wasn't really directing, directing. And then as things got bigger, I had the challenge of now everyone here knows what they're doing. And I'm the one who's least qualified. And everyone's <laughs> here for this. It's like, I'm the one that has to be like on top of this. You know, I had great sound people. I had great uh, cinematography. You know, I, even the PAs were like better than I am as a PA. They were, like my PAs are a step above me. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> these guys, how did I get these guys? Uh, I, I had a, an AD this time. I had uh, two producers, so I was like, things got real big, and I was like, maybe I can handle this, you know. Right. <laughs> now, shooting that, you know, you think it's going to be, like, each set, I was like, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to make. Like, I'm making the short, film isn't for me, and then the next day, you just go, oh, no, I'm doing that again, you know, I'm putting myself back in that, but it's kind of chaos. Uh, the last thing we shot, too, is, like, a real pain, because it was in the summer, and we're all crammed in a room with no AC. Uh, there was probably like at least 15 people in a very small confined room. Oh no. It was easily 110, 100 something up. I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate. It was real. You know, we had any, like, we had people just had take breaks and go outside. You know, anyone who was an essential, essential just had to step outside their room because it was so hot and crammed. Right. You know? And then, like, I'm the one that put the set together, put the location together. So it's like, oh shoot you know everything's like do they burn all these bridges are these people not coming back you know like you know all the you know thoughts go 
you know, crazy as you're shooting this and you have to focus on the actors and focus on, every, you know, make sure they're all good and happy. And, you know, you put on a lot of different hats, but eventually I feel like you find the momentum and you find people and you get used to the people and you become cool with the crew. So, right. you know, like the last, sorry, the second to last one was when we shot the really, really hot room. The last one we shot, the first scene, that went real breezy. Like I would rented the, the, location and we needed it for the whole day and we needed like less than half and we did all the shots and we we're just killing time you know getting way more shots and because we we're in a rhythm at that point you know but right. it took a while to get accustomed to everything going on so yeah and i was just wondering too um because like you know the film process um you know could go breezy some days and you know a little bit rougher the others um is there anything that you change about the film process yeah, I'd run the set smoother, you know, and I'd get, I know everyone who I would have gotten from day one now, you know, there were some people right. that got on the last day that I just met, you know, I, right. I, I ended up meeting a really cool, uh, guy who I now work under a lot, a really cool art director, and I was like, oh, if I knew you, I would have thrown you, you know, I would have dressed everything up, I would have had that, you know, I would have just known right. how to talk to everyone better, you know, get that, you know, a lot smoother, it would have taken less than a year, that's for sure. Definitely, and are you happy with the final product of your film or is there anything that you would have changed if you could have? I wouldn't change anything because it is my first, like I don't like anything I do different, I do it different in my next film, you know? I feel like I went in not trying to make anything good, but trying to actually see what it would take to make something. Right. So I wasn't expecting, you know, perfect result. And so ultimately it's fine. I'm actually, I actually last weekend, even though it should be done, um, Last weekend, I talked to the sound mixer, and he suggested all these new edits, and now I'm really excited to actually go back, because I'm like, it's just sitting there. Just right. Do a new cut and see how that turns out. So, you know, it's never done. I can always, you know, mess with it. Right. Yeah, you can always, you can always, like, toy with it up until the moment you want to put it out, especially yeah. um, since it's like, you know, you're going to have, like, a really big, you know, delay of whether you want to show it live or if you want to put it on a online at any point of course yeah yeah and just to wrap things up um what would you recommend to those aspiring to make their own films um do it just do it <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you, you don't have to be pretentious and shoot on film you can just like use your phone i mean getting people like i have no skill just like knowing people that know what they're doing seems like you know, talking to people, putting yourself out there, being honest about what you do, what you know how to do, and what you need to work on practicing. You know, I just decided to do, I was in this weird position where I, because I'm not going to film school, I don't know anything, and I was like, I should probably know things, because I'm at places where I know people who are producers and directors who are doing bigger shorts, or not bigger shorts, they're moving on to features, and you know, the guys who I know who I look up to are now looking up to these bigger people, and they're dragging me along to features and things. And they ask for, you know, bigger positions if I want to, you know, do gaffer work, if I want to, even I've gotten AC questions, but I always think, because I'm not trained, that I don't want to screw that up, because, you know, then all my connections are gone, then, you know, it's right. the end of it, this isn't the time to practice, so I think just practicing, you know, without any pressure, just like goofing, like we did that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, just, you know, goofing off with the camera yeah yeah just, just seeing you know. what works and what you like and what you don't like like that was always that was really fun yeah yeah I, I plan to do more stuff like that 
yeah and that definitely would help to to like build more bridges and just seeing like you know um what people are capable of um in a setting like that so it's like even if you don't really know them that well it's like hey like let's let's just see what you know we can do with this and you have friends who might not know what they're really good at you know and you throw something at them and you're just like whoa i could use you for this all righty well we're just gonna like wrap up there and thank you so much for being on the show oh thank you this was fun We'll be sure to shout out your film once it's actually out and ready to be watched. Um, I'll be sure to add that information onto the Instagram, local love KUCI, and you'll be able to see where you can access the film and any other information around it. Um, But once again, thank you so much. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for having me. Communities are starting to feel the financial impact of COVID-19, but we want you to know that there is help. We have disability insurance for workers exposed to or ill with COVID-19, paid family leave for those caring for an ill or quarantined family member, and unemployment insurance for reduced hours or lost work. We're all in this together. For more information, visit covid19.ca.gov. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Thank you once again for tuning in to Local Love on KUCI and Irvine. And thank you to Aiden for being on the show today. Be on the lookout for when The Bitter Confection and A Silent Confession is released. I'll be sure to mention any updates on the film on our Instagram at locallovekuci, where you can also find information on future guests, as well as contact information to submit your own recommendations for businesses or independent creators to be interviewed. Once again, I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'll see you all next week.